Welcome to the next podcast from Millinery Info. This episode is with Carly Rutledge, also known as Madam Hat. Carly won the Mayan National Fashions on the Field competition in 2018. And in this episode, we hear about the experience and her involvement in the wider Fashions on the Field community. We'd like to thank our Patreon podcast supporters, Miss Haiti Millinery, the Millinery Association of Australia, Catherine Cherry Millinery, the Hat Academy, the Essential Hat, and Louise McDonald Milliner. Follow the link on our website to find out how you can become a podcast sponsor. joining me today Carly to talk about fashions on the field. Um, I thought we'd start by if you could describe for anyone who isn't familiar with what fashions on the field is. Fashions of the field well where do I start? Um, I'll, how about I explain it what it is to me. Um, I've always enjoyed going to the races. I think it's a wonderful thing to dress up and it's always been always been related to dressing up and going out for a nice day out with friends but um, to those who are the fashion conscious, it's about donning a fantastic outfit, which has the hat, the gloves, very well thought out accessories to match your outfit. And then of course your millinery, which is, sits in its pride of place, particularly in racing fashion. Um, and so Fashions of the Field is a bit of a competition that runs with that in association with that and um, is quite well sought after and has quite a strong following. It's fun. You get to dress up, you get to have some fun with some girlfriends and some guys who also enjoy it. I think the pinnacle of the Fashions of the Field com competition, well, I think probably the most astute would be one of them is the Maya Fashions of the Field competition, which runs annually as um, Flemington uh, Victoria Racing Club and they run this national competition and um, yeah, it all sort of culminates in um, Spring Carnival and it's just such an exciting vibe and for those that love the fashions of the field, it's, uh, it's definitely one you wouldn't want to miss. And speaking of the nationals, you were the 2018 national winner. What was that experience like and what, what's the process that got you to that, that point of the competition? Oh, I can't tell you. I still pinch myself about this one, Laura. It's just, it was a dream come true. I am, I'll tell you my background. I'm from a small country town in outback Queensland uh, and grew up riding motorbikes and horses and never was close to any sort of fashion outlet or anything like that. And so winning the fashions of the field was just like, I never thought it could happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> I would always admire those girls. You'd go to the races and, and I think I got involved with racing um, just because I had, like maybe about 10 years ago, I, had, I was involved with horse racing. I, had, I was in syndicates that owned horses. So that's how I got interested in fashions of the field and racing fashion. I admired the girls who were doing it and I think um, it culminated. I sort of really only started doing fashions of the field oh, in sort of 2015, um, I think. I think this was just, it's the pinnacle of where you would like to be and to win it was just a dream come true. I still can't believe it happened. I pinch myself every day and I'm so grateful. The girls that enter it are just are stunning. They, their outfits, every detail and to win it wearing one of my own designs of my own hats was just it was just, I still couldn't believe it. I was in so much shock for weeks afterwards and I still can't believe it. So. <laughs> 
so that's the national competition and that happens on Oaks Day in Melbourne. Um, mm -hmm. But as to get to that point, you were the state, a state representative. And yeah. so how did that, that, that pathway of finals work for you? What was the first um, competition you entered? It was such a journey. Um, most of the girls who, who liked attending this competition, there's a state competition. So it sort of starts. So in last year, Flemington or VRC and Maya ran this photographic competition, which was held um, for state finals um, sort of from September, October. And um, a state finalist was nominated from each state. And so I attended the Queensland one. I actually, obviously I live in Melbourne at the moment for work, but I, um, I attended because obviously Queensland girl at heart and I thought, you know what, a lot of my girlfriends are up there, let's give this a go. Wasn't even completely sure, I was totally happy with my outfit, but you have to be in it and you have to try. And I think it's when you go to these events and you look at all of your, the girls around you and while you're excited for them, you're incredibly nervous and, and to have yourself like to wait for that call because what actually happens is they take photographs and then they don't actually call you to let you know if, you do, if you've done well, they'll announce like a top 10 and they'll put it on this website, the Fashions of the Field. And uh, then you won't actually find out if you're the finalist until maybe 10 days or a week later. And so that was the most incredible experience. I got this phone call and I, I, I was, I had to get them to say it three times over because I absolutely, I said, no way. There's no, absolutely no way possible. Are you sure? Have you picked the right person? <laughs> Do we need a vote recount? <laughs> Yes, yeah, so, and, and, and from then it was just a journey with the other state finalists and it's like a week leading up to the Cup. They, the Meyer and VRC and all the sponsors, they take us on a, a, bit of a, a bit of a PR campaign before the Cup and we have this wonderful opportunity to go to all these events and the launch of the, uh, the carnival and, and, uh, and then we sit nerve-wrackingly and watch everyone else compete for the other day. <laughs> and then it culminates in our um, in our event on the Thursday. And I honestly was so excited to just be in the state final. But then to have my name called out that day and my number, I honestly I've watched the video over and over again because I just can't believe how shocked I was. It was it was just uh, it's it's hard to describe. I still get goosebumps thinking about it now. But yeah, it was it was such a magical experience and something that I will always treasure and what was the outfit that you were wearing through this competition so that's the thing once you've won at the state final you can't change your outfit at all no added accessories so um my outfit i wasn't completely happy with but i there's a bit of a story behind it i um originally saw it when I was on a trip overseas earlier in the year in London and I had seen it um, while I was window shopping in Mayfair in London <laughs> and it was in the Roxander store. Now I admire that designer. Um, it's, it's just beautiful, clean lines, very demure, very much that racing fashion, you know, the longer hemlines. However, this particular dress was a little bit contemporary. It had some mohair feathers on it. Um, it was a burgundy, if I describe it, it's burgundy with some navy, some yellow, white silk as well. And, and it actually was backless, which was a little bit edgy, I thought. And even though it had a, a very demure sort of look to it, it had a contemporary edge and, and I quite liked that. But at that point, I couldn't afford that dress. <laughs> But then I, I was flipping through some sales that were at Maya, oh, I think later in the year, it was around September, it was around this time last year and um, 
right before the state final for Queensland and I was had another outfit in mind and then I came across this and I went, oh, surely no, and um, managed to pick it up at a discounted rate and I thought, what am I going to do for a hat? So I opted for a white straw bow to go to brim, um, a bit of a difference and because I feel like I've got quite a small head, I didn't want a huge a huge hat and obviously I'm still learning a lot about millinery I'm I'm definitely not a milliner I'm expiring to be one and um, I think this was an incredible journey for me to just try and put this outfit together and I finished it off with some um, I did this course with Ian Bennett last year and he taught Christoform flowers and I learnt how to create these, these flowers and you hand paint them. I accessorised the hat with, put the trims on with these, these flowers which accessorised the, the beautiful trims in the colours of the dress. And then I just wore some beautiful yellow heels and um, a yellow bag and, and actually paired it with some gloves, which is more traditional, I know. Um, and girls these days are opting for no gloves and, and sometimes open toe shoes. But I'm a bit traditional, but try to go with a bit of a contemporary edge. I think it's, I think it's always fun to put a bit of creative flair onto your outfit. Yes. And would you say with the styling of the fashions on the field that you've mentioned, it's, it's quite a, a traditional style of dressing or what, if you were to describe your, like the overall look of what, what comes through, what's, what's that aesthetic like? Well, it's definitely not something you'd wear walking down the street. That's for sure. <laughs> every day I try I just someone asked me this um last year and I said look I really believe it's something that it, it feels magical when you wear it it's uh, it's got though it's an outfit which is a little um more ladylike you know no midriffs um yeah covered shoulders if you prefer I guess we're moving away from those sorts of trends as I said gloves you definitely have to have millinery uh, obviously accessorise with your bag and jewellery and right even down to your nails and even your lipstick as well but your hair and your deportment and your grooming it's it's the entire package and I think you know we girls even put their outfits together based on how they want their hair and and I think for me I always like to start with the um the dress because I think it's the hardest thing to find and I'm not great at sewing I admit that I'm not a seamstress um so I like to purchase my dress or my outfits and then it's easier for me to practice my millinery skills by crafting something to go with that outfit and I think that's a lot of the reason why I participate in these events I mean I don't I, I technically I really haven't done too many of them in a year I'll sort of pick and choose but yeah. by me participating in them it helps me it pushes me to be um to do my millinery and to be creative I don't get an opportunity to do it with my day job <laughs> as it is a hobby so it pushes me and I get inspiration from the other girls who do participate and and obviously from the other milliners and and also what the other girls wear it, yeah it's really a wonderful thing it's like a beautiful floral bouquet but with your perfect creative flair to it for example <laughs> Um, so you create your millinery pieces, but that's not necessarily a requirement. There's quite a few girls that go and they work with another milliner to create that. For yourself, how did you get involved with millinery? I think that's the reason why I started doing Fashions of the Field. It wasn't just because I liked the fashion and I like fashion. I've always been quite crafty. When I was a little girl growing up on the farm, there wasn't a lot, apart from doing the horses and the motorbikes, I would, I'd be always constantly... Um, 
mum would get me like plain t-shirts and I'd be doing, you know, embellishments and cutting things up. And, and I had um, these combs that I was adding things to. So I think she always knew I was going to be doing something crafty. And, and I've done visual arts um, workshops here and there. And, and I thought, you know what, I, I, I need to give this a go. And I saw lots of workshops that were being advertised that you participate in. And I thought, well, it's back in 2014, I did my first workshop. It was um, leather work, I think, with Liza Stedman. And um, I've also since then done workshops with, I try to do one a year or two a year to learn a new skill. And so when I, when I like if I do go to a Fashions the Field event and I'm, happy, well, I'm lucky enough to win, for example, some cash or something out of it, then I put it back into my hobby and, and into buying a block for making millinery or into participating in a workshop. So I've done workshops with in Hat Academy, um, with Carol Mayer, with Thermo Materials, Ian Bennett, Louise McDonald and her beautiful cinema bows, and also Love Lotus, Lynette and her beautiful wire work. So, and Rebecca Cher with her wonderful work as well. So I've done lots of workshops over the years and I think it's given me that confidence to really explore techniques and, and materials and, and I'm slowly getting more confident and who knows, maybe one day I might branch out and, and do something more with it. But at the moment I'm really enjoying, what's the word, the creative freedom it gives me with my Fashions of the Field designs because I feel when you're working with a milliner, um, you do need to factor the time into it. And so <laughs> some of my outfits have been the day before. And I remember one <laughs> outfit for the Melbourne Cup, one outfit for the Melbourne Cup. Um, I was still making this turban um, at 11 o'clock at night. And I finished it at three. I started making it at 11 o'clock at night. And I finished it at 3 a.m. And I got about three hours sleep and um, I actually came second on that day um, I think it was the year before Melbourne Cup I came second <laughs> so you never know like it's it's just whatever you can put your mind to and if you've got this vision in your head then you can make it happen so I think it's I think it's just yeah it's a passion and it's a hobby and maybe one day it might be something more who knows and how has the way you put together an outfit changed since you first started entering um, those a couple of years ago yeah, I think so, definitely. I think the wonderful girls that you get to meet through doing Fashions of the Field, and I have met, I've got some of my best friends now um, have met through doing Fashions of the Field. It's such a wonderful community and we're so supportive and I've learnt so much for them. They have given me a lot of inspiration and um, I think the confidence to explore different avenues as well. And I think it, yeah, you, you're constantly pushing. And I think we, we all do lean on each other a bit to constantly push the boundaries a little bit further and, and look for that, you know, what's the next look and, and um, what can we do next time and, and what are the trends? And so it's a, it's a really good forum environment where we like to sort of share ideas and inspiration. I think that's certainly being involved with that has helped me um, develop my skills a lot more and by participating in events and making myself, you know, be committed to doing an outfit and create a final piece has certainly given me far more confidence. And, and then to, to win, you know, a national competition has certainly um, may, made me think that maybe actually I, I sort of can take this a little bit further. Who knows? <laughs> Yes, so when you're studying, you said you start with the outfit. Is that, yeah. will you always um, purchase a dress or do you draw from your existing wardrobe or how do you go about that? 
Well, what do they say? Never wear an outfit twice. But I, <laughs> I like to if I can. It's good to get separates if you can and you can mix and match. Um, but if I see something, I do a lot of, um, I don't know, online searching. I get inspiration from, you know, online blogs and magazines and, and social media and also um, Netaporter, site, like sites like Netaporter, The Modest and Outnet and these international forums where you can get um, an idea of trends and what to see. And I think if you can somehow merge that into something, if you can purchase something uh, that's similar, that's always valuable. But I, I always try to look at your return on your investment. So depends on if you can achieve your look for less, then by means do it. If, if you can't and you want it and you can spend the money, then by all means do it. But it is it does become very expensive um, if you're going to always purchase your outfit. So I think there's been some vintage finds as well. I think a dress I won in earlier this year for the Sydney competition was a vintage find and I think it was very very cheap <laughs> and you know it, it just goes to show you don't have to get something expensive you can be creative you can pick up something vintage and and make it your own so I tend to purchase I don't tend to get someone to sew something for me uh, just because I'm never that organized <laughs> <laughs> yes absolutely and you were speaking a little bit about before about the fashions on the field community could you describe that and what what that network is like oh it's I don't know I think because I I first moved here to Melbourne a number of years ago and I was away from my sort of you know family and friends and and fashions of the field like it, it sort of became my well no it's sad to say became my family in a way because you attend these events you know maybe a couple of times a year and you'd see the same faces and then you'd be connected on um, your socials and um, you felt uh, that sense of community it was it's really nice it's very hard to describe but I think a lot of the other girls that do it and, and maybe yourself you could agree um, I think it's a really great platform for social interaction and and then we get to share this wonderful fun experience of sharing your outfits on a, on a day out and having a glass of champagne and and you know enjoying each other's company so why wouldn't you enjoy that <laughs> <laughs> absolutely and i think um from what i've seen the fashion of the field it's, it is also a bit uniquely australian as well it's not something that happens internationally but when you describe fashions on the field to someone mm. it's it's it is a, yeah. a, it's nearly like a subset of the racing community yeah. and yes some people um, do just go to the races to go to these fashions on the field events and engage yeah. in that community. Hmm. Well, I couldn't agree more with you. Um, however, I'm going to have to confess I'm a bit of a punter. <laughs> I'm, I'm going <laughs> to confess something else. The girls, in, in, when I am doing the fashion competitions, they always get cross at me because while they're, so my girlfriends, when they're putting on their lipstick, I'm on my phone trying to get my bets on <laughs> I'm going to have to get some tips from you. <laughs> oh, yes. I've taught my husband how to read a form guide as well. <laughs> so I do love the whole aspect of, um, of attending the races and Fashions of the Field is just a nice highlight as part of that. <laughs> so when he comes, does he, come, he comes to the races with you, does he get dressed up and does he um, take part in the men's Fashions on the Field at all? Definitely not. <laughs> He does dress up, but most of the time he um, he tends to stick to the sidelines and is my cheer squad. So um, he 
it was all new to him. He had no idea of what this community was about, but he, um, um, <laughs> he's very supportive. I think one night I had a sewing machine meltdown um, and I was again crunching on my, my millinery um, deadline and I had an event first thing in the morning. I had to be up very early to catch a flight to Sydney and I, uh, I just said, oh, this is not going to work. I don't have a hat anyway. I went away and he fixed my sewing machine while I was having a shower and magically just calmed me down and I was able to get it done. So he's my saviour when I absolutely am about to have a meltdown. <laughs> We all do. We're not going to lie. We all do. We've all been there. Oh, yes. <laughs> so for someone who's interested in entering fashions on the field, do you have any tips or suggestions to get them started? Find a fabulous outfit. If you're not sure, then um, there's a few blogs and racing sort of fashion blogs floating around. Have a look on those. Get some inspo from um, also Maya and, and some of those sorts of David Jones and those shopping, you know, big department stores tend to have um, some sort of collaborated outfits. But, you know, if you're interested in fashion, I think it's, it's, you know, go out and buy a great dress or an outfit, or you may have something in the wardrobe, put on a nice piece of millinery, it could be a fascinator or it could be a big hat and just go and register. That's all it is. Just turn up and participate. And you never know because I've, um, when I first started entering, I was always not confident. You never know what, who you think is going to win is not necessarily going to win. And it's not also about winning. It's just about getting up there and having a go. And I think for someone who's just starting out, all you can do is just try. <laughs> Absolutely. And so being at the national final last year, what does your cup week look like this year? Are you there as a representative for anyone or do you just get to enjoy the week? I, um, I've been so busy with my day job. <laughs> I, I work in construction. And so at the moment I'm working on a very large um, tunnel project and I um, have not had time to put one outfit together or <laughs> or one of his hats so it's going to be a bit of a crunch again so I, I've got an idea of what I'm going to do so I'll be attending the days and luckily this year because I can't obviously enter the competition and um, I get to enjoy it from the sidelines and get to chat to all the ladies and, and guys and just really enjoy the races and, and the carnival itself so I'm so excited to to have this this year where I'm not participating in it not competing and not stressing over your outfit but just to attend and, and really enjoy that, that side of things. One of my last questions is, what has been one of your favourite outfits? Um, I think one of my favourite, let me have to think about that. I actually think it was one that I wore earlier this year and it was a pantsuit and um, it, had, it was pink and it had a Hawaiian print theme and I wore like this large sort of um, fedora, which is a mo more modern fedora shape and felt. So it was autumn carnival but i've added a bit of a creative edge to it with a bit of a, a hawaiian print um twin set suit and uh it was for brisbane though so come on they don't really have a winter up there <laughs> so i um i absolutely love that event not just because it was so colorful and it was comfortable it was really me like it was it was a bit i just don't like to to do things which uh i like what's the word for it i like to find an out which really speaks to me and that outfit spoke to me because it was colourful it was ladies day which is what the event was was named and and that's the thing it's about tying your outfit to um 
if there is a theme for the event, you know, tie it in with that. And this screamed Ladies' Day to me, but it also screamed, you know, stronger woman um, in a pantsuit, which is contemporary. Not very many people wear pantsuits as much as dresses and skirts. Um, so for me, it was just, yeah, I thought that that wasn't going to do very well. And it did. It, I, I did get a sash out of that day. Not, not the main one, but I did get a, um, I think it was best accessories that day. Yeah. So you can surprise yourself. You never know. <laughs> But ultimately, that was that was an outfit that you really enjoyed wearing, and I guess that's part of the experience as well as feeling confident and enjoying what you're what you put together. It it, it really is just about finding. I mean, I'm going to I'm going to be when you're talking about outfit collaboration. I'm not going to lie. The um my winning outfit last year was a combination of definitely um, designer and then high street and then you know budget. My earrings I think were hand painted, and I'd pick them up at like one of those um, fast fashion places and the feathers weren't the right color. So I hand painted them and um, they were $2, literally $2. Um, I couldn't find a belt the right color. So I spray painted it yellow and then halfway through the competition, the paint's starting to come off. And, and so I had to touch it up in the hotel room with, you know, nail polish and, and that's the thing. And I've changed earring colors with, uh, oh, actually shoe colors with nail polish. And so you can get creative and resourceful and it doesn't have to cost you the earth um, and I think that's where the fun of it is is when you are most creative and and you've really made it your own you are confident wearing it and you're comfortable and I think regardless of whatever you're wearing I think that's really going to stand out to anyone really you know you have your millinery on and if it, you're comfortable and confident then you will shine <laughs> that's a beautiful note I think to end on there and I think that really encapsulates the essence of the passion of the field. So thank you so much for speaking with me today, Carly, and I hope you have a wonderful spring carnival. Thank you. I hope to see you there. Thank you for listening to this episode of Millinery Info. We'd like to thank our Patreon podcast supporters, Miss Heidi Millinery, the Millinery Association of Australia, Catherine Cherry Millinery, the Hat Academy, the Essential Hat, and Louise McDonald Milliner. You and your business can become a Patreon supporter of Millinery Info. There are two levels, a supporter level or a podcast sponsor. The supporter level gives you access to exclusive content on the website. A podcast sponsor is from $15 per month, and with that you receive a thank you in our monthly podcast, link to your website on each podcast article and in our newsletter. You can choose to support us ongoing or for a set period of time. It is a great way to have your business, supplies or event heard in the ears of milliners across the globe. You can keep up to date with the latest podcasts or look back through past episodes on our website or follow along in your favourite podcast app. If you know someone who might be interested in taking a listen, how about sending them a link to your favourite episode? We hope you enjoyed this episode with Carly and we look forward to bringing you another episode next month.